grace and mercy and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for today is from Luke chapter 17. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you well. Dear friends in Christ, in grade three, the big game to play at recess was marbles. It may seem strange because now it is all tablets and smartphones, but in 1977, I raced out of school to pair up with someone to play a cracking game of marbles. A bag of marbles cost anywhere between 25 to 99 cents, depending on the kind. Cat's eyes, jumbos, steelies, which were just ball bearings, just to name a few. And the rules that you had, you had to agree on before you played. Were you playing for keeps? Did you allow dropsies or drop shots from your forehead? Blocking or bloxies, using your feet to block a shot. And the list for the rules went on and on. But no matter the marble size and no matter how the game was played, you really showed if you had style in the game of marbles, if you had a marble bag. Some kids brought their marbles in a bag of some kind. Mothers sewed and rigged all kinds of transportation for these precious jewels. But the top tier of the marble bag world was the purple bag with gold roping. <laughs> Oh, how I envied that bag. A few boys in my class had these bags. They were the envy of the marble world. I tried to trade a few marbles, even jumbos, for a bag. But no one would let go of these precious commodities. I carried my marbles in a po my pocket only a few at a time. I didn't want to lose them, and I figured if I lost a few games, I would still have some marbles at home. But all my self-talk could not assuage my desire to have the purple bag. I remember I was playing a heated game for keeps that was even drawing a bit of a crowd. And one of the boys was bragging about his marble bags. My dad gets two of these a week, he said, to the awe of the others. That settled it. In my own mind, I was going to ask, Mom, you did not ask my dad for things in my house. I was going to ask my mom for a purple marble bag when I got home, so I did. When I got home, I asked my mom, and she had no idea what I was talking about. So many of these boys have the purple marble bag, mom, I pleaded. But my mom sat me down because she was a gentlewoman and went through all my marbles, showing me that I had a great marble collection. And that what was mattered. She said, be thankful that you have this great collection. Thankful. Thankful, I thought, for this bagless waste of glass and metal. No, I was done. Done with marbles. Done carrying marbles in my pocket. I was not thankful far from it. I did not have a purple bag because my parents did not care enough to offer me a purple bag like the other boys had. I set my mind and decided I would not play marbles until I had a purple bag with the ropes of gold. And I am sure I did not play marbles for a whole day before... I was carrying them in my pocket once again. Thankfulness. Although my dad made us thank, us children thank our mother every day for our supper, I don't know if I was truly thankful for anything 
during the years of my youth. And as we look back on this year, 2020, we may feel the same way. What is there to be thankful about this year? Lockdowns and masks up have made none of us happier. COVID has led to death, and not just from the virus, but increases have happened in rates of suicide, opioid overdoses, alcoholism, drug use, marriage breakups, spousal and child abuse. 2020 has shown us that we as a first world nation treat our elderly like second-class citizens. Cities are burning in our neighbor country south of us. Poverty is on the rise. Civil unrest is at an all-time high around the globe. Canada's economy has fallen off a cliff, and Alberta's economy has gone with it. People are jobless, homeless, lonesome, and hopeless. The government has canceled Thanksgiving, and so I guess they think as most of the world does presently, that 2020 is not a give thanks kind of year. We long for things as they were. We can look back a short 10 months and long for the days of normal. The gospel lesson for today, we see 10 men who long for the same. 10 lepers who reach out to yell to Jesus from what was in their day proper social distancing. Jesus, master, have mercy on us, they say. And Jesus answers them with an imperative of his own. Go and show yourselves to the priests. In the book of Leviticus, lepers are to go to the priests to confirm that they are cleansed and to offer sacrifices for their cleansing. These lepers are cleansed on the way to the temple. One returns. A Samaritan, not one of God's chosen people. The chief irony here is that the one who returns is a foreigner, an outcast among the outcasts. One of the chief functions of the priests in Leviticus and their codes was to separate Israel, the clean people of God, from the Gentiles, the unclean people. Jesus shows that he has come to transcend these boundaries. We do not know how far the Samaritan got before he was cleansed, but he is the only one who realizes the significance of who has cleansed him. The Samaritan turns from going to the temple back to the one where he knows salvation lies. God's kingdom has arrived in Jesus. This Samaritan is one of the first of the multitudes of outcasts and the marginalized who will be added to the kingdom of God by faith. Christ calls to all who are jobless, homeless, lonesome, and hopeless. The other nine lepers got back to normal. They would have showed themselves to the priest, offered the necessary sacrifices, and went back to the lives that they knew. No more social distancing for them. No more being outcasts. Back to their families, back to their lives, back to their jobs if they had them. But this Samaritan heads back to Jesus and to something entirely different. This Samaritan realizes that the cleansing and atonement that he has received from Jesus surpasses the cleansing rites and the priests and even the temple itself. This is not about the temple or the priests, but about Jesus. So the cleansed Samaritan heads back and falls on his face in worship and gives thanks. 
Jesus, without chastisement, says, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And then Jesus says these words that give us hope unto life everlasting. Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. As normal as the other cleansed lepers' lives may be, there is a truth. They are still on the path unto death. They will live a normal life, perhaps for a few more years, and then they will die. The Samaritan's faith in the Son of God has done more than just cleanse him from leprosy. Faith in the Son of God has sealed his salvation. He is the one who is raised to life with Christ Jesus. He is set on the path to salvation and made a part of Jesus' pilgrim band. Dear friends, here is what we have forgotten during these times of crisis and COVID is that there is truly no normal in this life. We are sinners who deserve God's temporal and eternal punishment, and we are going to die. Whether it is by COVID or car crash or cancer, injury or illness or infection, failure of the flesh, of the heart, or of the mind, we're going to die. We may get past this COVID, but it changes nothing in the long run. Only one does. Jesus Christ. Just as the Samaritan in faith knew that it was not about the priest or the sacrifices, but about the sinless Son of God who was sacrificed on his behalf, on our behalf, to be the unblemished Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. This righteousness, this sinlessness, this holiness that Christ earned on the cross was given to us in the waters of our baptism. And Jesus' resurrection from the dead promises us that death would hold no sway over us, no fear for us. Because in Christ Jesus, we are on a new pilgrim path, one that leads unto life everlasting. Now, pastor, you may be thinking, I don't see what all of this has to do with a purple bag. Dear friends, neither did I, at least not in my thankless youth. You see, the purple bag was a crown royal whiskey bag, and it was not that my dad was a pietist and, and never drank. I'm sure with a son like me, he wished he could have drank more. <laughs> but my dad had a plan, a plan for his son. My dad saved so he could pay. My dad saved money so that he could pay for me and my schooling. My dad did not work for himself, but for his family, for me. I could not see it at the time, but I see it now. It is not about the marbles or the purple bag, but about the love of a father. The Samaritan knew in faith that it was not about the priests or the temple, but about the love of a father who sent his son. He sent his son Jesus to save him, to save you, to save me. My dad worked and saved so he could pay for me to be where I am today. Through all of this COVID, we don't see what God is doing. God has a plan, though, and he carried it out in his son. God sent his son so that he could pay for sins and we could be saved. Our Savior paid and we are saved. For all of the other things that come and go in this life, the good and the bad, the joy and the sorrow, the sickness and the health, the one thing that never changes for you is that your sins are forgiven and your salvation is sure in Jesus. That one leper was thankful 
when he saw what Christ has done. And we will see that Samaritan, that cleansed leper once again, when we see Christ coming in the sky with his angels to take us home. The purple bag with the gold rope, I could not see it. I could not see what my dad was doing for me. Paul says this, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor the heart of man imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. My dear friends in Christ, hold on, hold on. God the Father has something better for you than this. Just wait. You'll see. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now let us pray. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in and through Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Hi, Pastor Sai here. I hope this message was encouraging for you. At Riverbend Lutheran Church, our goal is to support Christians in their daily walk with God and in proclaiming the love of Christ to a lost and broken world. We're a small and inviting congregation welcoming any and all who are sinful, hurting, seeking, or simply broken. Whether you're already a Christian and are looking for a church home or you're undecided about your faith and looking for answers, you are welcome here. We have a number of programs for all ages and walks of life. Sunday mornings we have worship followed by educational programs for all ages. Please join us. For more information, you can visit us online at www.riverbendlutheran.com, call us at 780-430-7382, or email me at pastor at riverbendlutheran.com. Better yet, stop in for a visit. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace.